Hello. Hi again. It's us, the Hamilcast. We're back. Yay. Yay. I'm Jillian. I'm Bianca. Oh man, you guys. It is on. <laughs> Chapter 21. Exposure. Exposure. And we don't even get into the actual Reynolds pamphlet for another at least 100 pages. Which is insane. Which is crazy. Because I was just telling Jillian before this, I was kind of cheating a little bit because i'm like oh my god it's got to be coming the reynolds pamphlet it's got it's got to be in the next chapter right right wrong so i'm going through all the chapters just trying to see the word reynolds because i don't want to read too much but i just want to know when it's coming right and i didn't see anything and you can't base it on dates because no, Chernow just jumps, jumps around way too much and i didn't see anything in like the next five chapters and i'm like where, where is it is it it's gonna happen right it's gonna happen it happens but apparently not for another nine chapters that's okay this is really complicated stuff it's really gross yeah. <laughs> and it's really gross really complicated it's kind of sort of we know but you'll see as we go through it this is one of those instances where lynn took complete artistic license with who was there how it happened blah 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 because as you'll see it won't wouldn't make any sense to have portrayed it the way it actually happened oh yeah it's, right yes where do we start I guess at the beginning. Let's start at the very <laughs> beginning. Very good. Anyway, Sorry, guys, I'm crazy tonight. This is not the sound of music cast. <laughs> so I'm just going to read the first paragraph okay. of this chapter because Chernow just nails it. Okay. He says, the turbulent events of 1792, the rise of political parties, the newspaper wars, the furious intramural fights with Jefferson should have made Alexander Hamilton extra vigilant about threats to his reputation. Now, at the apex of his power, the 37-year-old Treasury Secretary had enemies ready to exploit his every failing. Despite this vulnerability, he continued his affair with Mariah Reynolds and went on paying hush money to James Reynolds. His moral laxity and absurd willingness to risk exposure at such a moment remain a baffling conundrum. That pretty much sums up everything. We don't well, need these other 800 us. pages. And I'm we G. have been Pen. B. So we'll see you next week. Bye. I mean, it's like, and I have that entire paragraph highlighted. It's mm -hmm. the worst book to try and make notes and highlight because I'm like, oh, cool. I just highlighted the whole damn page. Right. I make little music notes whenever there's a quote. I know. I love that. It's cute. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is, it's really nuts and really gross. So um, not only has he been carrying on this affair with Mariah for almost an entire year, Eliza was now pregnant with their fifth child. Fifth Isn't child. that nice? Because she's a goddamn superhero. Yep. Eliza. So we have a new a new friend that <sighs> Chernow welcomes us to in this chapter. His name is Jacob Klingman. And he is a friend of our most favorite, James Garbage Person Reynolds. <sighs> he is a former clerk of the House Speaker Frederick Muhlenberg of Pennsylvania. And he arrives at the Reynolds home one day to find Hamilton leaving. Hmm. Suspicious. Then another time while he was visiting Mariah alone that's interesting that jacob klingman who i'm sorry sounds like saul goodman it sounds like a made-up name <laughs> yes. um it just it does that's weird that they were together interesting i wonder alone. what that was about maybe we'll get into that a little later yep hmm. and during this meeting hamilton comes knocking at the door and upon discovering klingman there he tries to cover up why he's showing up because we all know why he's showing up and he tries to make up this excuse that he was ordered by james reynolds to deliver a message like, okay, as if anyone's bossing Hamilton around. Sure. Alex. What are you doing? <sighs> so anyway, this naturally raises Klingman's suspicions. And he asks Mariah what it was all about. And then she brags that, like, 
Ham has paid Reynolds upwards of $1,100, which our favorite game. How what much is that, that today? <laughs> what is that today? Da, 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 da. <laughs> it is $15,461.02. Wow. Okay, great. Wow. No more sex. <laughs> oh, sorry. My Chernow book just fell. You just apologized to the book. <laughs> I apologize to the book and also if people heard it. It's okay. So anyway, Mariah's already now flapping her gums about like, oh, he's paying my husband all this money. Klingman's like, what? She also brags that James received money from Hamilton for speculation. She's lying. Or maybe Reynolds is telling her that and she's believing it. Perhaps. Who knows? She's very impressionable. She's dumb like a fox in a lot of ways, too. I mean, she's she kind of knows what's up. She's a pretty big player in this. True. Too. According to Hamilton, he tried to end the affair. Of course he did. He couldn't because she cried when he tried to end the affair. Yeah, she supposedly begged him to come visit her again. And James begged him as well, which like, uh, gross. Yeah. And said that whenever... Hamilton was with her. She was cheerful and kind. And when he's gone, she becomes cold and wishes to be alone. Ew. If it's not true, it's so manipulative and weird. That's even like maniacal then. I don't even know how to process that. But if it's true. But then you have to realize James Reynolds is just in this for the money. So he has to keep Hamilton coming around because he has to be able to blackmail him. But we also know. Yes. 100%. We also know a little bit about Mariah's. Mental, mental state. state. Maybe things were better when Hamilton was around. Maybe, Maybe that's something that we talked about a little bit when we first, when she first walked into our lives, that maybe she wanted a rescue from James Reynolds and she, she did probably see, did. I would. I'd be like, please rescue yeah. me. And maybe she saw Hamilton as the I think she had hopes escape. that he was going to be her knight in shining armor. My husband's doing me wrong, beating me, cheating me, mistreating me. Suddenly up and gone I don't have the means to go on so it's all very complicated just emotionally and trying to figure out what these people were thinking and feeling but it's also complicated just on paper because there's just a lot of moving parts in this and Mm -hmm. a lot of people like William Dewar I thought we were done with William him. William effing Dewar, who refuses to go away. I really thought we were done with him. He, he was too. in debtor's prison. Isn't he supposed to die there? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, he didn't. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yet. I mean, what? J- just so so much garbage in, in this chapter with all these people. So Reynolds was under the impression that Hamilton made $30,000 from his illicit relationship with William. That was not accurate. Yeah, incorrect. But it doesn't matter because he gave the information to good old Jacob Klingman. But Reynolds knew when to send letters to Hamilton. Yeah, because he's a con man. So he's garbage, but he is in tune enough to know when to manipulate people. Right. So he would see, he would just follow what Hamilton was doing. And whenever it looked like Hamilton was a little vulnerable, then he'd send him a a threatening letter. Requesting money. For more money or I'm going to tell everybody about everything or whatever. He right. knew exactly when to pounce on Hamilton and Hamilton fell for it pretty much every time. Chernow says that the day after William Dewar was imprisoned, both James and Mariah tag teamed on Hamilton with their own letters. And Chernow says that they acted their roles to perfection. Like they are They're in on it together. And they've done it before. Yeah. So James would 
act all strong, but like a sad husband and the affair ruined their marriage, but also the affair has to be kept up because she's in better spirits when the affair is happening. And Mariah played up the confused wife, but she was really smitten with Ham, but James was so cruel to her. And I don't really know how much of that she's playing up based on what we know. Right. And Chernow once again publishes part of their letters. And when he did this the last time, he doesn't edit them for clarity or spelling or punctuation or anything. So it's sad to read because, you know, it's just, it's really sad. And there's a lot of spaces and things are randomly capitalized. And she's just really, I mean, I would feel, I, I understand in a way how this could totally tug on someone's heartstrings. I mean, just one brief that my pillow, which you neglect, has filled with the sharpest of thorns. I don't want to receive that in the mail. Yeah. I no longer doubt what I have dreaded to know, and no is spelled N-O. But stop, I do not wish to see you say anything about my late disappointments. No, I only do it to ease a heart which is ready burst with grief. Grief, G-R-E-E-F. I can neither eat or sleep. I've been on the point of doing the most hard acts at I shudder to think where I might been what will become of me. In vain, I try to call reason to aid me, but alas, there is no comfort for me. It's really, really sad. sad. But again, I don't know how much of how, it... We don't know how much of it is an act or how much of it is genuine or anything. Mm-hmm. But already my like sympathizing heart is like oh my god this poor woman she could be playing me at this very moment the whole thing sucks but guess what we're just at the beginning (laughs) but according to Chernow Mariah quote spouted poppycock yikes he's a wordsmith he sure is spouted poppycock that's great I'm gonna start saying that (laughs) I don't know if it's because Hamilton was worried that James was gonna tell Eliza or somehow smear his name in the press but James Reynolds keeps insisting on meeting with Hamilton in which to demand money from him. And Hamilton keeps agreeing to meet with him. Why? And Reynolds, Chernow says that Reynolds puts on this whole act where he pretended to be like a proud family man. He needed the cash for his family. They're going through tough times. Yes. Don't you have money left over from the last time you you did this? I mean. You can't have run out of it already. (laughs) We just hate James Reynolds so much. And I only picture him in a stupid cowboy hat. So it's really. Yeah. Like sauntering. Ugh, like, gross. I love that though. This just it's this so cocky, smarmy like, and like smug, greasy. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's great, but gross. Yeah, right. It's like that. <laughs> the bad kind of great. Gross, great. Gross, like, great. Like Louise Belcher says, it's a weird combination of gross, great. Love. I received a letter from a Mr. James Reynolds. Even better, it said. Dear sir, I hope this letter finds you in good health and in a prosperous enough position to put wealth in the pockets of people like me down on their luck. You see, that was my wife who you decided to fuck. Uh-oh, you made the wrong sucker a cucko. So time to pay the piper for the pants you want buckle. And hey, you can keep seeing my whole wife if the price is right. If not, I'm telling you your wife. I hit the letter and I... So Hamilton starts to finally maybe have little hints that something is up. Something's off. I mean, he's paying somebody off, like obviously, Alex. Alex, what are you doing? But he starts describe. Uh, he starts disguising his handwriting in letters. Right. Yeah, this is very telling. He finally, I mean, it's a little or late. Maybe but, don't write the letter. I don't or maybe don't do any of it. How about that? So James Reynolds has the gall to tell Hamilton that his quote romance with Mariah has destroyed their marriage. Really? really? Shocking. Now he's saying that Mariah is cruel 
to him. And then six days later, he demanded $30 from Hamilton, which he paid. On May 2nd, 1792, Ham gets a letter from James Reynolds. And this is where he's finally like, oh, Reynolds explains that he was hoping that Mariah's feelings for Hamilton would go away. But that hasn't happened. And now he's forbidding Hamilton from seeing her. Now he's suddenly changing his tune entirely. And so now he's like scolding Hamilton for sneaking in through the back door of their house, saying it made him feel like Hamilton's ashamed to be associating with those people. It's like he's sneaking in through the back because he's doing your wife behind his wife's back. And you you want to walk in the front door (laughs) and he's paying you. Please. This is bad news for everybody. James Reynolds. So then Alexander remembers this like, quote unquote, accidental meeting with Jacob Klingman And he's like starting to think that maybe these people are trying to trap him somehow. Oh, yes. James is telling him, you can't see Mariah anymore. Mariah is sending letters begging him to please see her. And he's not responding. It wasn't until he thought that this might hurt his career as opposed to his pregnant wife. I don't know. But it wasn't until he was like, this might hurt my career that Hamilton was like, "Mm, maybe I should distance myself from this situation for a hot second. Just want to reiterate, not his pregnant wife and four children at home. Correct. The career. Awesome. Wow. (laughs) And I guess he thought, okay, I'm stopping. So it's over. No. That's not how blackmail works. Nope. Chernow says that the whole nightmarish episode had only just begun. Dun, dun, dun. (gasps) And now he's sort of... As Chernow says, the Treasury Secretary, it turned out, did protest too much. Now he's just weaving in (laughs) statements about how bad adultery is in his political essays. Mm -hmm. Like at one point, he even used the United States as your wife. Mm -hmm. And if you betray your wife, what a terrible, terrible thing that is. It's like, you've been doing that for a year. (laughs) Right. So he's feeling super guilty about it. Of course. He's absolutely terrified that it's all going to come out. And I think he's more terrified that he's going to lose his standing in the government than Eliza leaving him. By August 22nd, Eliza gives birth to John Church Hamilton. Hmm. She gave birth to her fifth child in the 1790s and survived because she's a freaking superhero and she's Eliza. And she's perfect. That should be a nice thing. But of course, it's now tainted in my mind with with all this. Of course. So back to our favorite vaudevillian tag team of garbage people. Reynolds and Klingman together again. Oh, boy. Eight shows a week. <laughs> Tip your waitress. They were charged with defrauding the U.S. government of $400 uh, because they posed as executors of the estate of a supposedly deceased war veteran who had claims against the government. That's honorable. This whole story is insane. It's disgusting. I was This whole chapter, I was yelling. talking back to the book. I was like, really? Same. Like, I just couldn't believe it. But Absolutely this- yelling. But it's important because Chernow says that the Reynolds affair might never have ever come to light if these two jamooks weren't imprisoned. Yeah, they pretended to be executors to an estate of someone named Ephraim Goodenough. I think it's pronounced Goodenough. I feel like I've heard... It's spelled Nic- like Goodenough. I feel like I've heard Nicole say it, but maybe I'm imagining things. Well, if Nicole said it, I, it's I accurate. could completely be imagining that. Well, anyway... It's spelled Goodenough. Which sounds super fake. So in my head, I was like, these guys, like, that's the best name they could come up with. But he's real. So I felt like a real jerk for assuming that he he wasn't real. This is a real person. And he died. But they got his name from a confidential list of soldiers who owed money to the government. And they stole it from the Treasury. It's so illegal and also just morally wrong to, to try to. Yeah. This is a soldier who died. Insane. 
So because the Department of Treasury is who filed the charges against Reynolds and Klingman, Reynolds naturally suspects that Hamilton's behind this. So he writes to him for help and gets no reply. Right. Hamilton gets word that Reynolds is shooting off at the mouth in jail, saying, quote, that he could make disclosures injurious to the character of some head of a department. They also got some guy named John Delbar to perjure himself to back up their story. So Mm -hmm. now they're just taking random people that have nothing to do with anything. To back up their claims. They're the worst. This is my favorite thing, though. So Jacob Klingman ends up being released on bail because he turns to his former boss, Congressman Frederick Muhlenberg of Pennsylvania. He agrees to help out Klingman, but not Reynolds because he heard he was, quote, a rascal. A rascal. Everyone hates you, James Reynolds. Everybody hates you. Literally everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And now Klingman is really, really going after Hamilton now. And there's even a bit of a letter that says Klingman unasked frequently (laughs) dropped hints that Reynolds had it in his power very materially to injure the secretary of the treasury and that Reynolds knew several very improper transactions of his. So now I guess Reynolds is assuming that Hamilton is paying him with government money. Of course, yeah. Either he's assuming it or lying about it because the the payments are there. And Muhlenberg says that Reynolds has it in his power to hang the secretary of the treasury. So if all this is starting to come back to you, in dribs and drabs and you're ham, you're starting to freak out. Mm-hmm. And Mariah wasn't sitting alone and not saying anything. She was meeting with elected officials mm-hmm. and telling them her side of the story. She was setting meetings yeah. with important people. That's suspicious. Like Pennsylvania's governor, Thomas Mifflin. No relation to Dunder? No. Mm. Dunder Mifflin. Unfortunately. Maybe he was in Scranton, PA. Maybe. He is in Pennsylvania. I'm just saying. What? I don't know. This is what I mean when I say Mariah was a really big player in this. She meets with Muhlenberg and James Monroe, who at this point don't know anything about the affair. They just show up to ask her about speculation. And there's this quote where she says that she could tell something that would make some of the heads of departments tremble. (gasps) And then just as an added boost of credibility, she shows them one of Hamilton's letters. Right. Which he asked her to Burn. Yeah. By the way, she held on to some of them. Well, of course she did. Because she was no dummy. Yeah. Anyway, Reynolds gets released from prison. He has a brief meeting with Hamilton shortly thereafter, and then he vanishes from Philadelphia altogether. It was just weird. But the first thing, before that, the first thing he did was he hired this like young, pretty female messenger mm. to show up at Hamilton's house to set a meeting. At his own house? At his own house. Damn. <laughs> And Chernow says that Reynolds and Klingman were pacing and like hand wringing outside waiting to see what happened. And the girl came back and said, ah, Ham, we'll get back to you in the morning. They set him, <laughs> They tried to set him up. Of course. Again. And I'm honestly kind of surprised that he didn't hit on her. Mm. I mean, who knows what was said, but but yeah. So James Reynolds leaves. And this makes everyone kind of suspicious. Right. Why is he getting up and leaving? I don't what know. is that? So Muhlenberg and Monroe, they stumbled on this bit of information that is incredibly valuable. So the two of them, along with Representative Abraham B. Venable, they draft a letter to Washington on their supposed findings that they had suspected Hamilton of being guilty of speculation. So but before sending it to Washington, they felt they should pay Hamilton a visit and confront him about it. Which is, we know. Exactly. So Only with three different men. <laughs> three men did visit Hamilton, but it was not Burr, Jefferson, and Madison. 
obviously big change, but you can't just like make up new characters out of nowhere. That's ridiculous. Right. So on the morning of December 15th, Muhlenberg, Monroe and Venable arrive at Hamilton's office. Mm -hmm. They tell him they've discovered a, quote, improper connection between him and Reynolds and present to him his own letters that he wrote. And of course, he was like, yep, that's absolutely me. And then said, you know what? You guys come back later. I and, love this. And it's I will such, prove to you such a good move. that I'm totally innocent. I have things that can remove all doubt and I'm super innocent, but you have to just come back later. Yeah. He's like, I see what you're putting down and I'm going to raise the stakes mm -hmm. and you come to my house right. later and now I'm in control. Right. It's going to be on my terms. So you leave. There's nothing <laughs> for me to do in the meantime. I just want to make sure right. that you know that I'm setting it's this It's a very meeting, big gesture. And I'm doing this and it's now I'm in control. Perfect. So they do. That night, they go back and they expect to hear all about the government corruption and speculation and an admission of everything they're about to expose him to George Washington about. But instead, <laughs> much to their surprise, Hamilton tells them everything about the affair with Mariah Reynolds. Everything. Everything. They asked him to stop. They're embarrassed at this point. They were like, you really don't have to... Tell us. He's like, oh, no, 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 but I do. Luck. You see, that was my wife who you decided to. Wow. She courted me, escorted me to bed, and when she had me in a corner, that's when Reynolds extorted me for assorted me. I paid him quarterly. I may have mortally wounded my prospects, but my papers are orderly. He goes into extreme detail, going over everything about how James was basically pimping out Mariah mm -hmm. and the blackmail and all the demands and everything that's been going back and forth. Yeah, they all really got treated to this really uncomfortable just like an avalanche of information and once they realized that the betrayal that actually took place was of the marital kind and not the government kind they're just like okay we kind of don't need to know and ham was like yeah but then no, but you're gonna hear all of it so they were really embarrassed for themselves for him they were sad about it i mean yeah. it was just they were kind of like this is awful it's awful like this is and so terrible of, for everybody part of me thinks so this is obviously must be this is the first time Hamilton saying these words out loud and right. admitting. And so it's like a cathartic situation where all of a sudden you can't stop yourself. You know how that, that can happen sometimes. Yeah. And Chernow describes it as if Hamilton were both exonerating and flagellating himself at once, which makes perfect sense. Right. And it seems very awkward and uncomfortable. Just try to put yourself in their shoes for a minute. They think that they're going to have this really political conversation about speculation and this emotional and really messed up situation is just thrown at them yeah. and they're like whoa yeah total curveball they would have preferred he was involved in speculation of course so that big old letter that they were going to send to washington just gets tucked away yep on the shelf yep never to be sent however monroe was kind of like oh he was kind of into it <laughs> Just because he kept meeting with this Jacob Klingman character. Mm -hmm. And then the two of them went to Hamilton and said, you were cleared of all the corruption charges because there were none. There were none. And because we know about your affair. And Hamilton was like, oh, shit. He was obviously wondering and concerned, are they going to keep the secret? So he made them promise they wouldn't tell another soul what they saw. <laughs> and then he asked them to make copies of the documents that they had these damning documents. If I could slap Alexander <laughs> Hamilton, now is the time. This is the st 
stupidest move. And he had them make the copies. Why? It wasn't like, how about we all do this and I want to be there or show me what you have or whatever. He was just like, can you guys just do me a, just do me a quick me a solid, solid and make me some copies of these letters? Are you kidding? So what happened is that Monroe brought his to this guy, John Beckley, who was a fierce Jeffersonian loyalist. Perfect. And then he also made some copies for himself to keep. Because of course you do. James Monroe had the originals. Yeah, and he said he deposited the papers with a friend. I wonder who that friend was. Jefferson? Probably. I mean... Most likely. Oh, we didn't mention this last time, but in the newspaper wars, there was also something called the Vindication of Thomas Jefferson, of Mr. Jefferson, just like, just add to the drama. Sort of like how Hamilton was writing Yelp reviews about himself. (laughs) There was this Vindication of, of Mr. Jefferson. And Monroe published his final installment of that, And in it, he sort of alluded to this knowledge of the Reynolds affair as a warning to Hamilton. But Mm -hmm. he freaking published it. So now there are just sprinklings in the paper. Yeah. So now the entire time that Hamilton is still the Treasury Secretary, he's got this hanging over his head that all his enemies are now privy to information about his private life. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And loving it. What could go wrong? Can you imagine how psyched Jefferson was when he heard about it? He must have... He probably, like, actually jumped in the air. He was probably (laughs) really... It, it was, it's perfect. Yeah. It's so exactly. It handed on a silver platter for Yeah. Him. It's exactly what they needed and wanted. Unreal. But things get crazier, you guys. Naturally, the Reynolds marriage did not survive this fiasco. No. And something kind of cool. Well, I don't know. I just, I'm so torn on Is Mariah. Is it cool? Well, it's cool that she, so she changes her name. She changes her name back to Mary. Right. Which, okay. Get your life. Good. Yeah. Like I, at first when I read it, I, I found that so empowering yeah. that she's going back to Mary. But then I'm like, wait, but you set these meetings and I just like, <laughs> I don't, I'm so torn on, on how I feel about her and her role in this. Because it, it, the fact is she did meet with these people. Mm-hmm. And she was a very big part of this scheming. Yeah. And deception. But James Reynolds was incredibly abusive. And she's. A woman in the 1700s, like, what are you going to do? It's hard to just write off, like, that sad letter that Mm -hmm. we read earlier. It's it's hard to just write that off as her faking it. I know. So then she files for a divorce, and her lawyer is who? Aaron Burr. Sir. He's back again. Hooray. I guess. So then she- Yeah. Yes. Oh, hi, Leslie. Yay. What's up, Leslie? (laughs) Hope you're well. You're welcome anytime. But in her- in her divorce filings, she says that James was having an affair with someone named what? Eliza. Oh, great. There were four names <laughs> back then, like, guys. <laughs> it's like the four. freaking Game of Thrones books. Everyone is named Bran, Brandon. It's like, it's, it's too crazy. Much. The timing of this accusation is pretty interesting, though, because it's about a month after Hamilton stopped paying blackmail money to James, suggesting that Mariah had sort of outlived her usefulness to him. So he See, moved that's on. sad. Yeah, that's really sad. That sucks. <sighs> Oh, guess what? What? So they end up getting divorced. On the very same day that the divorce is made official, Mariah gets remarried to Jacob (laughs) effing Klingman. Are you kidding me? No. Gross. When he was there alone, when Hamilton saw them, I mean, what 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 was was really going on there? I don't know. How do you marry someone the same day you divorce someone? I mean, there was absolutely something going on with them. Arguably a, a quote unquote friend of your ex-husband's now, or at least an acquaintance or I would cohort. say more, 
like associate because associate. this was this was a business deal for all of right them. but like they were imprisoned together mm-hmm. and oh yeah it's all disgusting. this junk and then you married him on the very same day that your divorce is official and was she sleeping with him and hamilton at the same time at the same time and he was okay with it did james reynolds know we told you guys this is complicated it's real complicated guys and also of course now that aaron burr was her lawyer right now he knows, he knows everything. everything cool let's just let everybody in on it right what are they gonna publish it in the paper oh wait no oh, they wait. did <laughs> We have to talk about Eliza a little bit. His poor wife. There are no letters between Alexander and Eliza that reference this affair at all. Which we knew. Yeah. We knew that was a thing. But I Let just... future historians wonder. Mm-hmm. They do. do. And then I now... I just called myself a historian, by the way. <laughs> would we actively say that we're not historians and please fact check us? The opposite of a historian. The only references are when he's using adultery as a metaphor to talk about the country and politics. Which is bizarre. I mean, that's how much it was on his mind. It just permeated his entire life. For sure. And it's inexcusable. And I'm good. I'm. You felt guilty? Too bad. <laughs> it's so disrespectful, of course, to Eliza, obviously. But it's also disrespectful to what they were trying to create and what they yeah. were trying to do that he didn't value that position enough right. to really protect it and protect himself from any it's so stupid because it was so avoidable it's very avoidable (laughs) it's like (laughs) like the most avoidable thing that's why i love in the show when washington comes out during the reynolds pamphlet it really is that situation when people say that yeah yeah because the look he just he slowly walks out and there it's the stage is so chaotic and it's he stands out because he just slowly comes out like Mm -hmm. after everything Everything that we're trying to do, everything we've been through, I've defended you for years. Yeah. And this is what you're doing? It's a real kick in the face. I just, it's, it's very hard for me to understand. I don't get it either. And neither does Cherno. <laughs> he says that it's completely inexcusable and he had repeated missed opportunities to, to end it. All while he had a doting, enduring, loving, childbearing wife. She helped write his letters. I, mm. When he couldn't write anymore, she did. And telling her to stay upstate for her health. Oh, I can't. Don't get me started on that it's one. It's really, I mean. It's a lot to process. They did really shitty things. And they also did great things. And it's weird. It's really hard <laughs> to <laughs> reconcile it really is. a lot of it. And the next chapter is called Stabbed in the Dark. wonder what that's about. I don't know. I know it's not the Reynolds pamphlet. Yep. <laughs> For another hundred pages. And I just know, like, I know what's coming. Washington's going to step down. Everyone's going to lose their minds. And then die. He's going to sing about He's it. He's going to sing. <laughs> <sighs> I hear the Philip chapter is, is really, really hard to get through. Oh, man. When's that happening? I don't know. Don't tell me. Okay. I'll find it. Oh, boy. Well, I guess that's it for us for this week. I hope we didn't bum <laughs> anybody end, out too much. End on a total bummer. Yeah, I don't know. What, what can we do to lift the mood? Everyone go listen to Hamilton. And the Hamilton mixtape. Yeah. There's plenty. You can watch the Tony performance. Oh, yeah. And the Grammy And the Grammy performance. And all the ham for hams. All the ham for hams. You guys, there's... There's so much. Yay. Yay. Oh, I'm excited. Which one should we watch? God, I don't know. I want to watch Yorktown. Okay. Yes. All right. We're going to go watch Yorktown. <laughs> And we'll also talk to you on Twitter in five seconds. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, guys. Until next time, I am G.Pen. I am B.So. 
If you haven't already, please take a quick minute to subscribe to our podcast and review us on iTunes. It doesn't have to be a pamphlet. We know you're busy, but we'd appreciate any kind words you want to share. Check out thehamilcast.com for all of your Hamilcast needs, including extensive and reference-heavy outlines from each churnout chapter. Chirpter? Yeah. Tripter. And information on our awesome guests and cool things we mention on the show. You can follow us at the Hamilcast on all social media outlets, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Periscope, and Snapchat. We love hearing from you. You can email us at thehamilcast at gmail.com and please let us know if we can read your email on the air. We're cool either way, and don't worry, we will always get back to you. I am underscore Bianca Jean underscore on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Jillian with a G on all social media, and I have a web series with my husband Mike, you know Mike, called The Residuals. It's about actors who audition for commercials. You can find everything you need at theresiduals.tv. Thank you again, and as always, you continue to... Yeah!